ladies and gentlemen. Rob Port in here with you on your Friday on 970 WDAYM 93.1 FM. Good afternoon, Nolan. How are you? I'm doing quite well. It's Friday. It's Friday. Starting to feel bad on a Friday. No, not at all. I feel great. Starting to have a bad Friday. <laughs> Especially Unless with the long fired. I, I guess. I guess they fire people on Fridays a lot of the time. Well... Right? Our sympathies to those people that got fired this Friday, then. Hopefully, if you're hearing this, you didn't get fired. <laughs> Hopefully, you're just looking forward to a weekend and not one that's crowded with checking the want ads. Um, all right, so uh, we're going to have open phones this entire program. You can call in at any time, whatever you want to talk about. I'm game. Let's go for it. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, big news. I get President Donald Trump's coming to North Dakota again. I heard that. I think uh, Bismarck Mandan. I, I think it's always exciting when when a president visits a, a state like North Dakota, right? I mean, because we don't get presidents here very often. The last uh, visit from a sitting president that we got was uh, 2014. President Obama visited the uh, Standing Rock Reservation, visited Cannonball, North Dakota. Um, before that, I guess I'm not real sure. I mean, was it? Was it Bill Clinton and the Grand Forks flood? Gosh, it must have been. I don't know if I don't know if uh, W. Bush came at any time. I don't think so. I don't. Not off the top of my. head. I can't remember George W. Bush ever coming here off the top of my head. I don't think that he did. You know, we have candidates who will come through. You know, th- th- through the the convent, like the the state party political conventions. A lot of the time, you know, we'll get candidates who Ted Cruz was here. You know, Trump himself was here during the campaign as a candidate. Um. I mean, all that's going on. Anyway, it's it's interesting. I mean, Trump's Trump's going around. He he obviously uh, he knows which states won him the election. And although North Dakota doesn't have a lot of electoral votes, when it comes to where Trump's popular, we're right up there with West Virginia. We like Donald Trump in North Dakota. The voters do. So he's coming here, and uh, apparently, it's not, he's going to speak in uh, Mandan. It sounds like maybe at the refinery there. I'm not sure that that's been firmed up yet. That's certainly what I've been hearing. But obviously, there's a lot of logistics to a presidential visit, so I guess we'll see. But they want to go with an energy theme, which is maybe not surprising, given how important energy is to North Dakota's economy. Um, so yeah, he's coming to the state. I, I think the politics of it are going to be interesting because I, I, I think a couple of things are going to be true. Um, first, I, I, I think, I think Trump's going to try to make some political hay with, with Heidi Heitkamp. And, and the reason why I think that is that's what he did during his recent trip to Missouri, right? He stopped by Missouri, uh, and was talking about obviously his, his tax proposal and tax reform. And while he was there, you know, took a couple of pot shots at Senator Claire McCaskill, who of course is up for reelection. Uh, Missouri is uh, a state not as as Republican as North Dakota is, but maybe you could say leans Republican. Uh, and so she is um, she's at risk. You know, she's a candidate who is at risk and Trump there taking some shots at her. Senator Heidi Heitkamp here in North Dakota is in the same position. Heidi Heitkamp also at risk. You know, um, now I don't don't get me wrong. I don't think Heitkamp's going to be any sort of a, a pushover. I hear a lot of Republicans, including some some prominent Republican media types who are out there saying that Heidi Heitkamp is, is going to be a pushover, that anybody could beat her. And I just don't think – I just don't think that's the case. I don't think that's true. I think Heidi Heitkamp's going to be – she's not going to be any sort of a pushover, but 
I, you know, if I had to put ads on it, I'd say her reelection is a coin flip at this point. So she's in trouble, and I think one of the things that Trump's going to do is he's going to beat up on her, and, and for a couple of reasons. First of all, he knows the political dynamic. Uh, Trump, you know, if, if he if he pressures her, if he brings the heat for her a little bit, then it's going to make her it's going to make it tougher for her to vote against his agenda between now and election day. You know, she is a Democrat. She's a vote in the Senate that Trump's going to need at times to advance his agenda. So there's that. Also, there's the fact that Congressman Kevin Kramer, who is a Trump ally, unquestionably, he may run for the U.S. Senate. And so softening Heitkamp camp up a little bit ahead of Kramer jumping into that race, maybe not such a bad idea. Interestingly, is that Heitkamp herself is basically acknowledging the position that she's in. Right? Democrats in North Dakota aren't going to win a lot of elections running against Donald Trump. They're just not. I mean, you look at uh, House candidate Ben Hansen. One of the things he said, he's not running against, he's running for the United States House. He says he's not running against Donald Trump. He's running against Kevin Kramer, assuming Kramer runs in that race. Um, so the Democrats in North Dakota are sort of treating Trump with some kid gloves. And then Senator Heidi Heitkamp issues a statement on President Donald Trump's visit to North Dakota that is really not the sort of thing you would expect to hear from a Democrat about Donald Trump. Certainly not the message that would come from a Democrat in just about any other state in the union about a visit from Donald Trump. Uh, you know, she's, she's very congratulatory. Uh, she says, uh, I'm glad to welcome President Trump to North Dakota, where North Dakotans are eager to hear more about his tax reform plan. Too often when North Dakota businesses and families want to plan for the future, our tax code leaves them twisting in the wind. That lack of certainty shuts our communities out of important investment that could create jobs, better schools, uh, neighborhoods for our kids, stronger economy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I've been pushing for both sides of the aisle to work together in Congress towards permanent comprehensive solutions. Uh, she goes on, at any time a president comes to North Dakota, it's a great opportunity to lay the groundwork for a better future for our businesses and our families. Uh, now more than ever, I hope President Trump uses this visit to address kitchen table issues uh, that keep North Dakota, that keep the North Dakotans I've met with across the state this past, past month up at night. Um, so Heitkamp basically rolling out the red carpet for Donald Trump, and I think that's sort of the thing that she's got to do because if she's campaigning – against trump right if she's if she joins the quote-unquote resistance as so many people in her increasingly far-left party have done her state party uh, you know she's not going to be the only democrat in north dakota who can win on the statewide ballot uh, by the way i know you're telling me bush was here twice in fargo during yes his half the half the city of fargo i remember that I, re I, re I, re I remember that yeah. i remember that actually now i don't know how i forgot that yeah yeah they're right all right so uh obama in 2014 bush George W. Bush twice, and then Clinton, uh, I have, Clinton at least once. I have H.W. Bush, Reagan, Nixon, Kennedy, Eisenhower, Truman, right. FDR, a ton of presidents here. Well, great. Teddy Roosevelt. It just doesn't happen often. Yeah. Like, it'll happen right. maybe once or twice during a, during a term, but it's not like they're here a lot, right. I guess, is, is the point I'm trying to make. All right. Thomas is on the line. Thomas, go ahead. Well, that's what I called for was to say that I remember Bush coming in because I was standing here watching Air Force One land. That's but, right. Uh, I want to say I remember one there, other there thing. Was a, there was a rally, and there were people removed for the rally rally that made like national headlines. That there was some, right. yeah. Uh, the other day, I won two free tickets uh, to go see that premiere last night of uh, Valley of Bones. How was that? And I, I want to. I want to really thank WDAY for letting me win those tickets because I'll tell you what, that was an excellent movie. I am excited. I am excited to see that movie. 
the scenery is just unbelievable. Uh, give us a synopsis. What's it? What's I mean? Don't don't give us any spoilers, but give us uh, give us a synopsis. What's it about? Well, it's it, it's about a lady, a paleontologist, that uh, well, she had been in trouble. She got she was. Uh, had done some digging on the wrong land and ended up spending time in prison for it. And uh, she was looking to redeem herself. Well, they found this big dinosaur out in the western part of the state, and she dug it up, and it and it turned out just fabulous. And one of the guys that, that suggested this dinosaur was there was a, a drug addict, and he got in trouble for drugs. And it, it was just, it was, it was an action suspense movie, and yet it, it was... Uh, the scenery and everything was fabulous. Well, that's great. Uh, that and that should be in more theaters soon. I, I was reading an article. I think it's going to be in a couple hundred theaters. Three uh, hundred, uh, I think, was the three hundred. Okay, we were told hundreds of theaters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, great. Uh, it sounds like so a great movie. I know I'm excited. Wants to wants to see a good movie. I, I really recommend that one. Well, good. I'm glad. Thank you for the recommendation, Thomas. Appreciate the call. Um, no, maybe that's when I can use my my moviepass.com. Yeah, for sure. We we had a uh we had the executive producer who's from Fargo and uh two of the cast members in the studio yesterday for our 11 to yeah. 1 spot. And uh yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a big deal around here. They premiered it yesterday and uh yeah, yeah I I'm I I watched the trailer and it looks they really filmed, really interesting. They they filmed two or three weeks I think of it in here in North Dakota. Yeah. I I think they did. They actually used a California oil pad though is what I was reading. I yes, guess it's they easier did. to rent easier to rent an oil pad in California, I guess, for a movie shoot than it is in North Dakota. Yeah, they did some spot shooting in Los Angeles from what I'm yeah. told. Interesting. I, I am. I, yeah, that movie's been on my radar for a while. I'm. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. All right. More to come. What do you think? What do you think about Donald Trump's visit? What would you like to hear from Donald Trump when he comes to North Dakota? I mean, he's he's here. You hope he's going to focus on issues that are important in North Dakota. What would you like to hear him talk about? 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. And what do you think about the predicament Heidi Heitkamp's in? With, with Trump visiting, she's got a far-left base of her party that hates this guy. But yet most of the voters in the state, the people she needs to vote for her, love it. So what do you think? 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back after this. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report, here on 970 WDAYM, 93.1 FM. We're talking about President Trump coming to uh, visit North Dakota. What would you like to hear from the man while he's here? What's important to you? I'm interested in hearing more about this tax reform plan. We had a guest on yesterday talking about, I, I guess, the possibilities of what it could be. Uh, I am very interested in this reform, uh, particularly because I, I think this is this is something that should be a slam dunk for Republicans. Now, I say should be. Uh, the Republican Congress uh, has an innate ability to fumble the ball on the one-yard line. But listen, even in the Senate, right, the uh, Republicans have a majority in the Senate. Senator Mitch McConnell has promised to bring a tax plan to the floor through the budget reconciliation process that bypasses the filibuster. Uh, and there's nothing, obviously, I mean, that's that's a legitimate use of budget reconciliation because what is more central to the budget than tax policy? Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Um you know, I would like to see President Trump talk about lower and, and flatter taxes. Now, I, I, 
because I, what I am concerned about is just instituting tax cuts that are going to cost the federal government revenue that in turn are going to create larger deficits. I don't think, I don't think that's a good, I don't think that's a good idea. Right. So if, if we're going to cut taxes, I think we've either got to offset the revenues by eliminating some deductions or, or credits or loopholes, right? Make the, make the tax code less complex. So lower, lower, flatter taxes are a good thing. Uh, and, and to the extent that the, it's going to create deficits, we ought to institute spending cuts alongside it. I, I think those are, those are the sorts of things that I'd like to hear from the president. But what would you like to hear? 701-293-9000, email talk at wday.com. And, uh, and I, I just, I, I can't stop laughing about, uh, Senator Heidi Heitkamp's press release welcoming President Donald Trump to the state, not critical of him at all. Um, not, certainly not the tone that we would hear from Democrats in other states talking about President Trump coming to visit. Uh, and I, I, I think that is a, I, I think that is an indication of the political predicament that Senator Heitkamp finds herself in. She she is not a person. Listen, the 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 people who are left in the North Dakota Democratic Party, and after last year's election cycle, there were a lot of them that that fled the party. My my feeling is that most of the moderates, most of the centrists, have left the North Dakota Democratic Party, and what's left is a sort of you know angry base of of left wing progressives who hate Donald Trump. Right. So I am I am certain that Heidi Heitkamp throwing her arms open for Donald Trump to visit the state of North Dakota is going to infuriate her party. It's going to infuriate her base. But here's the dirty little secret about that. She doesn't need them to win. If she wants to win in 2018, she needs to win over the sort of people who have been casting their ballots for people like John Hoven, for people like Jack Dalrymple, for people like Doug Burgum. That's who she needs to win on the statewide ballot. And a lot of those people love Donald Trump. Whatever your feelings about him, whatever your feelings about the president are, and certainly I have been sharply critical of the president. The reality is, is that most North Dakota voters love him. That's the political reality for Heidi Heitkamp. And so she is going to soften her tone about the president. She is going to be conciliatory. She is going to have to be with him a heck of a lot more than she's against him if she wants to win reelection. Now, if that compromises her principles, if that compromises her as a progressive or as a liberal or as a Democrat, I don't think that really matters to Heidi Heitkamp. I think getting reelected matters a heck of a lot more, despite what she might have to say about it. I, I think that's also true of most politicians. But I certainly think it's true of Heidi Heitkamp. That's just reality. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. Emailer saying, boy, I, I really put my foot in it when I, I we uh, said that. I wasn't sure if George W. Bush had visited well, half Fargo. Well, half of Fargo called after we said yeah. that. And just to, we just had the to email, too, saying, yeah, he was, he, was, he was here uh, on the, when he was pitching uh, Social Security reform. Well, what I read was 2001, when uh, right after he got inaugurated, and then 2005 was the second time. So I'm both the times in Fargo, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. I guess I don't know which one she was specifically talking about in the email. I'm assuming it was the 2005, but that could be. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he was definitely he definitely visited the state. Um, yeah, and I guess I guess now that we think about it, presidents usually visit North Dakota. So 
Just not that often. Um, I don't know. I am excited about Trump visiting. I, I do think it's a good thing. I and I I think I think all signs are pointing to, to Trump being. I, I think still a, a sort of a very strong presence for Republicans in North Dakota. Now, maybe not elsewhere. The po- conventional political wisdom is typically that a, a Republican president is not doing well, uh, at least in, in public opinion polls, if he's, if he's got low approval ratings or, or whatever that measure is, that typically, you know, he hurts his party in the midterm after his election. That's, that's sort of history. But Donald Trump, first of all, Donald Trump is, is, I think we're sort of through the looking glass, you know, with his election. I mean, there were people, conventional wisdom dictates that Donald Trump doesn't get elected in the first place. So we're sort of beyond, I think, what, what conventional wisdom can tell us. We shouldn't take anything for granted. Second of all, North Dakota is not most states in the union. Our political situation here, we are a deeply Republican state, and we very much like Donald Trump. I, I think Trump, as much as I may have my own problems with Trump's brand of sort of populist Republican uh, policies, I think they're catnip to the average North Dakota voter. I think most North Dakotans love it. The the trade protectionism, I mean, a lot of that I think is right up the alley of North Dakota voters. So that's why, again, I think you're going to hear Democrats be mostly pretty quiet. At least at least state Democrats, Democrats in the state, the state Democratic Party, Heidi Heitkamp, uh, Ben Hansen, the the U.S. House candidate, or anybody else who might want to run for office this election cycle. I think they're going to be pretty quiet about Donald Trump's visit. I think they're going to have to be because if they're not, it's going to create problems for them. It's going to make it tough for them to get reelected if they're going to be out bashing Trump. So I don't expect, at least from the Democrats officially, I don't expect Trump to get a lot of pushback when he's here in North Dakota. I just don't think. Now, I will. I guess we'll see, Nolan, and maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I can't next see week. it. I don't know. I just don't think the Democrats... I think the Democrats know that this is this is his wheelhouse in terms of popularity. Right. So I don't know. I can't see it. I, I don't see it either. All right. Coming up next, uh, I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, there was Google coming out and telling a conservative website to take down a post or lose ad revenue. Is this is this chilling? Do we need to be afraid of this? Maybe. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be right back with the Rob Report after this. Welcome back, Rob. Report on 970 WDAY AM 93.1 FM. Uh, we've been talking about Donald, President Donald Trump's visit to uh, North Dakota, and it's it's open phones all day today, so whatever you want to talk about, movies, music, politics, 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. What we've been talking about is President Donald Trump's impending visit to North Dakota coming up next week. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, so, sort of the Democratic reaction to it. Heidi Heitkamp sort of throwing open her arms to President Trump, um, you know, issuing a, a statement welcoming him to the state, which is an odd look for Democrats, any Democrat, frankly, these days. Uh, and I, I think I think it's political calculation on Heitkamp's part. She wants to get reelected. She's got to be with Trump more than she's against him. Uh, she can't afford to look like she's part of the resistance. That ain't going to fly in North Dakota. Ben, however, feels like I'm being unfair to Senator Heitkamp. He emails, Rob, I feel like you're shortchanging the senator quite a bit. 
Not only has, was she rumored to have a shot at a cabinet job with Trump, she's been quite centrist in her voting. Uh, as for what I want, uh, want to hear Trump say while he's here, I'll take crooked Hillary and the fake news for a thousand. Um, first of all, I don't, I don't want to hear the president talk about Hillary Clinton anymore. She's, he's not campaigning against her. I'd rather hear him talk about policy. Um, as for whether or not I'm shortchanging Senator Heitkamp, listen, here's, here's the thing. I mean, Heitkamp doesn't get to pretend like she's not a Democrat, right? I, I think that's what she likes to do. She likes to pretend like she's not affiliated with her national party. Uh, she's very, very sensitive to it, by the way. Um, she did not in, in 2012 when she first ran for the U.S. Senate. She was so sensitive to how unpopular the National Democratic Party is here in North Dakota that she didn't even go to the National Convention. In 2016, she was a superdelegate but came under fire from the left wing of her party uh, for her support for Hillary Clinton. They wanted her to support Bernie Sanders. Then she ended up not casting her superdelegate votes. You know, she plays this dance quite a bit. She is a Democrat. She is affiliated with a Democratic brand that is hugely unpopular in North Dakota, and she has to dance around it all the time and i think it's perfectly fair to point that out now was she under consideration for trump's cabinet certainly that was the rumor and she met with donald trump in new york city so i'd say it's probably accurate uh, but ultimately she wasn't picked for it uh also you know i i think there's some question of how centrist she is and how much of it is just her posturing for effect and maybe maybe in terms of outcomes there's no real difference between the two right i mean ultimately it's how she pushes the button but I thought North Dakota Republican Party Chairman Kelly Armstrong made a pretty good point on this program not so very long ago when he said that when her first vote is for Senator Chuck Schumer as minority leader for the party in the Senate, well, it's hard to get past that first vote. It's hard to see any other votes as, as mattering. I mean, that's a pretty tough one because Schumer certainly couldn't win an election in North Dakota. Chuck Schumer... I don't think stands for much of what North Dakotans want to see in a political leader, and yet Senator Heitkamp voted to make him the minority leader. Senator Heitkamp is a Democrat, and and I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's up to you. Maybe it, it depends on how much you're willing to give somebody like Senator Heitkamp room to distance herself from a party that she affiliates herself with, right? I mean, we're all we're all real big these days about, holding Republican feet to the fire over President Donald Trump, right? I mean, that's a that's a very popular pastime for members of the media and Democrats uh, when it comes to Donald Trump saying or doing stupid things, right? They all rush out and they stuff a microphone in the face of some Republican and they ask him, what do you think about it? Do you contone it? Do you agree with the president, right? Because everybody's looking for that gotcha moment. Doesn't work as well here in North Dakota where President Trump is popular, but still, that's a popular pastime. And to a degree... It's fair. President Trump is the top elected official of the Republican Party. As the president of the United States, he is also, in a way, the leader of the Republican Party. So it is fair to ask other Republicans what they think about President Trump. It is fair to hold Republicans responsible for members, other members of their party that say or do stupid things. That's not unfair. Similarly, it's not unfair to point out that Heidi Heitkamp is a member of the National Democratic Party. It is fair to point out that she is a member of the North Dakota Democratic Party. Neither of these, these entities 
are very good at winning elections in North Dakota. And a big reason why is because they don't stand for much of what North Dakotans want. Now, Heikamp's success, I think, the degree of her success, I I, I think, lays in, in the amount of distance that she is able to put between herself and both her state party and her national party. She works very, very hard to maintain that distance. She works very, very hard to cast herself as a sort of independent. And I don't know. I, I, I think the way politics work in North Dakota, I think the way politics work in America, I think it's very, very tough to divorce the candidate from the party. Right? Because you can't get beyond the fact that Heitkamp is another vote towards a Democratic majority in the United States Senate. She is a vote for national Democratic leaders who don't stand for what much of what North Dakotans want. I, I don't see, you know, it, it'd be nice if we lived in some Pollyanna world where, you know, partis- there was less partisanship and there was less uh, of the quote-unquote two-party system or whatever, but things are what they are. Sometimes you have to accept things at face value, and like it or not, politics work the way they work. Senator Heitkamp is a part of that. She plays the game. And I just don't know that I buy a lot of times when she tries to distance herself. I don't buy a lot of times when she's playing nicey-nice with President Trump. I don't think those are her authentic feelings. I think she probably disagrees with Trump more than she agrees with him. But she knows where she's got to be politically in order to get reelected. So that's what she's going to do. It's a cynical calculation. And, uh, you know, one that's not uncommon among politicians generally, be they Republican or Democrat. And I don't know what's so wrong about pointing out that Heitkamp, among other politicians, makes that calculation all the stinking time. 701-293-9000, email talk at wday.com. Nolan, what do you think? Is, was the email right? Am I being unfair? Um, I don't think so, because I, I think you pointed out how often she kind of flip-flops, whereas it's kind of interesting how we, or the media, got on President Trump for flip-flopping on his various views, but then... I guess I haven't seen the the type of backlash on Senator Heitkamp for possibly, you know, flip-flopping or kind of trying to stay out of the whatever arguments they're having. Uh, I think that's kind of interesting. So, no, I don't think you were treating her terribly unfairly. Um, yeah. I think, I, I guess my question is, if she's so centrist and if she's so independent kind of away from the the democrat democratic party why well, would why she, is she a democrat then why would she not try to run as an independent at least because i mean especially had, in a state like north dakota right. where there's an appetite for that sort of thing yeah absolutely i mean i, I think, mean but part of a part of a part of the democratic npl name is an organization that did just that sort of thing the npl i mean there's a there's a history for that sort of thing in north dakota so i mean i i don't know i to me you know, I mean, I mean, every every candidate is responsible for how they push the button, right? For the things that they say, for the things that they do, they're responsible for it. Um, the other part is, though, they still choose to affiliate themselves with the party, right? I mean, nobody's forcing Heidi Heitkamp to be a Democrat. She chooses that affiliation. She chooses to participate in that party. So why is it not fair to point out, listen, these are the things your party stands for. These are the things your national party leaders are doing. You voted for Chuck Schumer. These are the things that he's doing. Elizabeth Warren is giving thousands and thousands of dollars to Heidi Heitkamp's campaign. Why does Elizabeth Warren, who doesn't stand for anything, or at least not much, that North Dakotans want, why does she want Heidi Heitkamp reelected to the Senate? I think these are fair questions to ask. And, frankly, 
they're fair for Republicans too. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think Senator Heitkamp needs to be asked those questions. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. You know what I think we should talk about next week, Nolan? What's that? Gas prices. Because I got a lot of people emailing me about them. They're going up in the yeah. region because of, you know, obviously the refineries down in Texas. Yep. A lot of people are upset uh, saying, oh, well, there's no need for prices to go up now because, you know, those, you know, we haven't, the gas stations obviously haven't run into the more expensive fuel yet, right? They're still selling what they have. and it's. But I, I think the thing you've got to remember is the pricing now is always aimed at buying that next tank of gas at the gas station, right? I mean, the gas station is going to get what they can for this tank because if they know price hikes are coming, they have to buy the gas before they sell it to you. Yeah. So I, I don't know. P- people get upset. I always think it's interesting when people get, get you know, wrapped around the axle about gas prices. And by the way, 701-293-9000 if you want to join in, 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Maybe I'll try to get somebody on about it. But I don't, I, I don't know. People see conspiracy theories with gas prices all the time, and they get super upset about it. And, and I, I think, I think a reason is, is because gas is one of those things that we kind of all have to buy, right? Most of us have to buy gas every day, not every day, but regularly. It's like, a, it's like groceries, really. Right. And it's, I mean, and it's, it's an extremely, things. it's an extremely visible economic indicator right or, or it's 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 an extremely visible commodity in the market because you drive up and down the roads there's the price of it plastered all over the place mm-hmm. um and so people see the prices go up and they get upset and i i think they imagine conspiracy theories you know it's a hugely competitive marketplace right i mean all those different gas stations like the the retailers are competing against one another and yeah a lot of times they're buying from the same supplier and and i guess i guess maybe that's maybe that's part of it but and I don't know. I mean, it's it seems to me that if, if if a gas station could undercut other stations, or if a supplier could undercut other suppliers, they would. Um, that they can't is probably because you're dealing with a hugely regulated industry that is um, a hugely regulated industry that is humongous, first of all, and it it just. I, I think it just is what it is. I, I I think people mostly get upset about gas prices because they don't understand how they work. I, I think I think that's it in a nutshell. But anyway, maybe I'll try to get somebody on next week because obviously a lot of refining capacity got taken off line uh, down in the Houston area and in Louisiana area because of uh, Hurricane Harvey, and that's going to have an impact. I mean, if we're if we're not refining that fuel, it's going to have an impact on gas prices, uh, and and it's probably going to make prices go up at least for a little while. So we'll talk with somebody about that and see uh, see if we can't get some explanations behind that. Um, I think that's always. Always an interesting topic. Uh, one point I would make about it, by the way, people getting upset, you know, because the hurricane had an impact on refining capacity and that in turn has an impact on on gas prices is maybe that's the argument for building more refineries, right? I mean, there's there's such a battle over building fuel refineries, right? Because nobody wants to build them. The, you know, the, the government, you know, sort of made it almost impossible to, to build them just in terms of the red tape and the regulation that goes into them. And now, you know, we have these, 
environmental zealots who will show up and light your bulldozer on fire for trying to build something like that, a pipeline or a refinery or whatever. Um, building up's tough. But maybe having, you know, what we do is, is we just keep adding on and expanding existing refining capacity at these facilities. Maybe what we need to look at is allowing more refineries to be built and spreading them out across the nation a little bit and make our fuel supply a little more resilient. Because here's the thing. We're all using the gasoline. We're all using the diesel. Right? Everybody's using it. You're riding a bus. You're riding in somebody else's car. You're calling an Uber. You're driving your own car. You're using fuel. We, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're all talking about a future where we're driving around cars that run on vegetable oil or something. But you know what? That future ain't here yet. So maybe in the near term, we need to look at doing the things that'll uh, make us a little more resilient to to things like Hurricane Harvey, and that might be building more refineries across the nation. I don't know. Maybe that's something we ought to have a debate about. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Email talk at wday.com. Um, and yeah, I guess just to put a period at the end of the sentence with, with the Senator Heitkamp thing, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, your mileage may vary, you know, uh, how you feel about Senator Heitkamp and the job she's done is, is going to be based obviously on your perception of it. But just in, in my mind, I don't know. I maybe, maybe I'm too cynical about politicians, but I don't think that they get a pass for who they choose to affiliate themselves with. So you know, Republicans sometimes have to take it on the chin when Republic when uh, President Trump says something dumb or tweets something dumb or whatever, and Republicans have to take it on the chin. I think Senator Heitkamp should have to do the same thing when when Senator Schumer sets a legislative agenda that is not in keeping with North Dakota's best interests. When he's talking about regulations that are bad for farmers, when he's talking about regulations that are bad for the energy industry that are going to hurt people in the pocketbook here in North Dakota, and Senator Heitkamp voted to make Chuck Schumer the minority leader, I don't think she gets to just run away from that. I think she should have to answer more questions about that. All the time we're asking Republicans questions about what Donald Trump said or whatever. Why aren't we doing the same for Heidi Heitkamp? Why is turnabout not fair play? And I, I think she does. I, Heitkamp gets such a pass in this state. She is treated to such a double standard because she's great. I mean, she's great with the reporter. You see her on Twitter and everything, glad-handing the reporters and everything else. I, I mean, give me a break. Senator Heitkamp needs more scrutiny. Senator Heitkamp needs to be held to, to, you know, to the same level of accountability that Republicans in this state are. And she's not, and that's unfair. And, and her, her, you know, wel- welcoming Donald Trump to the state of North Dakota is such, it's such, it's such a calculated move. There are things she would like to say about Donald Trump that she is not saying because she knows it would not be politically couth for her right now to say them. That's just reality. And you know, you know that there are people in the North Dakota Democratic Party who are chomping on the bit to light Donald Trump up. Oh, they'd love to light him up. They'd love to drag him through the mud. They'd love to say all sorts of ugly things, but you know what? They're not gonna. Or if they do, it's going to be pretty muted. It's going to be pretty quiet. It's going to be pretty subtle. You know, because maybe they, maybe they have to throw a bone to the, you know, the, 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 the few progressives that are left in the party. Maybe they got to toss them a bone, but it's going to be pretty quiet. And the reason for that is President Trump's pretty popular here in North Dakota. Whatever, whatever he is elsewhere in the world, here in North Dakota, I think most North Dakotans, they see Donald Trump doing a good job. All right.
Jay Thomas show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned for that. You can always catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday or, of course, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.